everybody. I wanted to give a nice little shout out to our new listeners in Texas, Missouri, and Ohio. So happy to have you guys on board listening to my little labor of love. This is Comics and Bars Throwing Axes. Happy New Year's, everybody. I'm going to party like it's 1931. Yeah, like we're in the middle of a depression or something. If you ever wonder what it's like to live during a depression, you don't have to look further because we're in one right now. Yeah, you've been living in one since 2019. If you ever wonder what it was like to live in the 30s, yeah, yeah, people were poor and struggling back then too. I hope you're all okay. I hope you are safe and warm and I hope this new year is treating you well. I hope you're at least like me and you're holding on to the bottom of Maslow's pyramid, you know, for dear life. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, at this point, hopefully we can get that whole food shelter right. As always, Comics and Bars Throwing Axes is brought to you by the fine folks at 477 Distilling. Does your favorite bar carry their bourbon select barrel? Did you happen to stock the Happy Cabinet at home with some of their lemon drop? You gotta do it, man. The stuff is delicious. 477 Distilling brings you some award-winning liquors made right here in the heart of downtown Greeley, just around the corner from the Rio Grande. One of my favorite drinks there is their after-hours drink. They mix vodka, coffee spirit, cold brew coffee, and blackberry syrup together, and then they top that off with a whipped cream that's been infused with blackberry and coffee. Very, very delicious. Extremely mouth-watering. That's 477 Distilling around the corner from the Rio in wonderfully fragrant Greeley, Colorado. 477distilling.com Yeah, today's show, I'm a little solo again. It's been tough to get some comedians. The majority of them live in Denver, Fort Collins, Colorado Springs. It's kind of tough to get them to drive, you know, however long they need to drive to come up to Greeley to weld COVID and throw some axes. So I'm a little solo. It's totally fine. Just wanted to catch up on some comedy news. We'll do some Greeley headlines. And then I also wanted to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart as far as dealing with all the weak moments that come in the comedy game. You're gonna you're gonna feel loneliness. You're gonna feel all these you know feelings and emotions that will put you you know kind of in a weak spot. And I've actually done some therapy that's helped with that. And I want to share that with you later on in the episode. Comics and Bars Soy Naxes is also brought to you by the Greeley Hatchet House. Make sure you reserve your lane by emailing booking at GreeleyHatchetHouse.com. Get out there and practice hitting your kill shots, your bullseyes. It's a nice big wooden target for you. I've had a lot of fun doing this, and I've learned a lot. They have coaches there that'll teach you all about, you know, the technique that you need to throw those axes, to get those kill shots, to get those bullseyes. But, I mean, you're not going to know unless you reserve your spot. So make sure you email booking at GreeleyHatchHouse.com. It's a good time. It's a really good time, guys. Get out there and check it out. Also, don't forget to check out their website, GreeleyHatchHouse.com. All right, we got some... We got some comedy news I kind of wanted to share with everybody. It looks like Greeley and Fort Collins and a lot of people around the state are participating in a level up program that will let them go from red to orange level. It will allow for 25% capacity indoor dining. And as you all know, comedy thrives indoors in the winter. So hopefully we'll get some comedy shows to come back in some capacity. Right now I have a couple of shows coming in. They're planned. They're tentative. They're planned. And hopefully we can get to Global Orange so that I can have Moxie Comedy Showcase coming to you January 8th. PJ Johnson will headline. Some of Zachy will feature. We'll have the Greeley Comedy Boys and Ben Daly come down. It's a little bit longer than your normal show, but I figured we haven't had comedy for such a long time that that would be all right. $10 a ticket. And like I said, we're really pulling for that orange level for Greeley, for the city of Greeley. I think Greeley's the only one that's doing it. Well, County will stay red. Greeley will go to orange. And then we can get our comedy showcase on. Also, the week after, January 15th, Luke Gaston, Tobias Livingston, and one other very funny comic. I'll leave that as a surprise for those guys. Meanderthal Productions will be bringing their brand of comedy to the Moxie Theater as well. So, fingers crossed for that orange, that level orange, and we'll be able to get the comedy 
coming back. Keep listening to Comics and Bar Story Access for more information regarding all the funny people that are going to be coming down to Greeley, Colorado. Hey, hey, hey. Good, good, good information coming out of Fort Collins. Fort Comedy, formerly Hody's Half Notes, is getting a grand opening date. I've heard a tentative date of February 12th. Finally going to get some comedy coming back to Fort Collins. Really excited. David Rodriguez and his Fort Collins comedy scene, February 12th, 2021. I've been missing Hody's, man. I've been missing it a lot. Make sure that you go and check out the grand opening because it's so nice in there. Two stages now. Still going to have the spot for open mics. A nice little spot in there for comedy showcases. It's, it's amazing what David Rodriguez has done there to flip around Hody's half note. So yeah, February 12th, 2021, two days before Kissy Face Day, you'll be able to go out there and check out some comedy. Now the open mic, I feel like I should give a little bit of disclaimer on that. If you don't know, if you have not heard, the open mic is going to be run according to Cole's rules. That is a bar out of northern Chicago. And these rules are a little bit different than what we're used to before. You could just come in, sign up, and go maybe even, you know, give Luke Caston, press his buttons a little bit and see if he can go a little bit earlier. I I never saw him do it. But I've seen a lot of people try. This is going to be a little bit different. You can sign up ahead of time. However, if you sign up ahead of time and you're not there for your slot when the host calls you, you're going to bump to the back of the line. You got to make sure that you stay for your time. I know that kind of throws a damper in those of us that try and get more than one mic in a day. But hey, if you're doing a mic in Fort Collins, driving down to Denver, and, and that works, and you're making it work out, more power to you. But be running Cole style, Ford Comedy, which means, yes, sign up ahead of time, but make sure you're there for your slot. If you're not there for your slot, you're going to miss it. You're going to go as long as it takes to get every comedian a stage time. So I remember Hody's used to have like 40, 50 comedians in there at a time. And then some people would just, you know, leave or whatever. They didn't want to stay till like one o'clock in the morning to do their jokes at Fort Comedy. Sign up and you'll go, but it might be a while. There's very real possibility that it could be like a three hour open mic. Now, if that happens, awesome. <laughs> but also they're going to need more hosts. So this is a great opportunity for MCs to kind of brush up on their skills at Fort Comedy. There will be opportunity there if those mics go longer. If you want to be a host at Fort Comedy, I highly suggest you look up Luke Gaston. Let him know you're interested. Hopefully you'll get yourself a nice little hosting spot at Fort Comedy. Also, make sure you check out Luke Gaston's podcast, Goofing with Luke Gaston, where he talks to prominent Colorado comedians. And it's usually a really good time. I've uh, learned a lot just listening to it. I listened to the Matt Cobus episode and just laughed my ass off. So definitely check out Goofin with Luke Gaston. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show. And hopefully it's time for a little bit of really headlines. There's some really crazy stuff going on in G-Town these days, man. Man arrested in suspected DUI crash. Accused of striking Greeley officer. 38-year-old man is facing charges after he decided to get all pedo and start driving recklessly in his neighborhood. Cops were called. They came and tried to talk to him. He refused the roadside sobriety test. A lot of alcohol in his breath. They decided to go for the arrest, and he resisted. He resisted hard. So in the middle of the struggle, a third officer had to be involved, and that's when this drunken man decided to strike an officer. Not a good idea. And Greeley, man, if they will definitely throw the book at you. Homeboy was taken to O Street on suspicion of second-degree assault on a peace officer, a Class 4 felony, driving under the influence, reckless driving, and resisting arrest. He has since been released from custody. So careful out there, man. Got some crazy, crazy drunken folk in Greeley, Colorado. Denver organized crime ring known as the Family stole vehicles and identities indictment alleges. A dozen members of a group indicted by grand jury through state's Organized Crime and Control Act. This is an interesting story out of Denver. So I'm looking at the mugshots of all these people, and I'm not going to lie, there's some there's some scary people. Let's see, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve people in this gang. 
They called themselves a family. It was led by some chola that called herself Street Mom. And she had herself some street sons and like true gang fashion. There's at least two bald dudes with beards in this one. They look pretty scary. Here's the thing. The Denver Post was trying to paint this off as some like organized crime mob family. And... I don't know if I agree. This, these people would steal identities. They would steal cash. They would do all these crimes around Denver to feed a heroin and meth addiction. And I don't know. It just seems like organized crime is above that. You know what I mean? Like like a mobster. How many mobsters you know that are hooked on heroin and cocaine, right? How many mobsters you know that are stealing identities so they can go get an eighth? You know, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I really don't. You know, you want to call them an organized crime ring. I think they're just a gang. Honestly, you just let a gang run around in Denver and, and you let them do it for a while. And why I'm calling them a gang is this street mom and her street sons would go in and make sure that people would stay loyal to the family by kicking their butts. What, what does that remind you of? Getting jumped in in like eighth grade, right? So yeah, they, they did a lot of stuff. They stole cars. They stole $140,000 in property, $550,000 in vehicles between 2019 and December 2020. Yeah, I mean... I, don't, I think I'd be a lot more impressed if it wasn't defeat a drug addiction. You know what I'm saying? If it was like, yeah, these guys saw all this stuff and now they own five yachts and they're trying to flee to Mexico. That'd be one thing. But man, they're just, they're just junkies. Junkies stealing IDs. Cool. Right, Broncos were doomed with one touchdown and seven trips across midfield against Chargers. Yeah, that's news in G-Town. Uh, Denver's gained 396 yards, but little to show for offense, 19-16 loss. Yeah, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about sports. A Broncos-Chargers game, regrettably watched it. I don't know, the only, kind of the only observations I made from the game, it doesn't seem like Drew Locke and Jerry Judy are on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they're both rookies, but you're getting paid millions of dollars to make that throw. You're getting paid millions of dollars to make that catch. And Broncos as a whole, you're getting paid millions of dollars not to be last in the AFC West. You guys are killing me, Broncos. I love you, but you're killing me. Whatever the beef is between Jerry Judy and Drew Locke, you guys need to kiss and make up. Seriously, there were too many draw passes. They were like, right in his hands too, man. Jerry Judy just need to clamp up on it. First down. Okay. Broncos. Go Broncos. It looks like Denver is trying to do some reform on cannabis. Yeah, Colorado's industry is hoping to ride the momentum of a banner year caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Marijuana delivery, social equity reform, and other Colorado cannabis trends to watch for in 2020. Another story out of the Denver Post. Yeah, basically, with everybody going into lockdown and COVID, we had way more time to smoke flowers and smoke concentrates and eat edibles. And because of that, what they predicted was it going to be like $2 billion in sales for 2019 for cannabis. I, I thought that was a little low. It ended up being $18 billion in 2020. That's that's cannabis in Colorado, $18 billion. I mean, that that's a historic high. I guess the record in 2019 was $1.75 billion in the first 10, 10 months of the year. So yeah, so they're calling it the COVID effect because they made cannabis an essential business. They were able to stay open and do business. People were staying home and quarantined. I mean, what else are you going to do, right? I don't know about you guys, but uh, marijuana definitely makes chores a little bit better like you're sick of washing dishes all the time smoke a little joint and then wash some dishes and see see how you feel about it after that they're also trying to get some delivery and online ordering going in colorado which i think is awesome it'd be great so the state legalized marijuana delivery in 2019 with the passage of house bill 1234 allowing for medical deliveries in 2020 and recreational deliveries in 2021 where local governments approve them so right now boulder superior and longmont currently permit medical deliveries several other municipalities are prepared to start recreational delivery 
deliveries in 2021, such as the Aurora City Council recently approved an ordinance to set up a delivery program that allows residents to order marijuana to their doorstep. And likewise, Denver recently unveiled draft rules for medical and recreational delivery in hope of accepting applications by July 1st. So yeah, summer. Hey, hey, hey. Summer, you'll get some flour delivered to you. That's pretty cool. But I know the governor even parted a whole bunch of non-violent you know, marijuana criminals not too long ago. So yeah, keep a lookout on that. Colorado seems to still be blazing the trail. Cannabis reform. We're number one. We're number one. Hoping that all works out the way people want to. I mean, I guess it'll be nice not to have to stand in line at Livewell for two hours before you get, you know, their house shatter. Yeah. I mentioned earlier in the show how comedians are a depressed bunch. We really are. And I don't know if, if we tend to go, like, comedy is something we do because of it. Not in spite of it, but because of it. So it's it's some it's something that we do to kind of release tension. But it's no doubt that a lot of comedians suffer and deal with a lot of negative emotions because of the craft. I mean, it's a lonely craft. You're up there by yourself. It feels like you have nobody else to you know support you but yourself. It can be a very lonely road. And what I want to try to share with you guys these strategies from a therapy that I learned a long time ago. It's the Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy Model of Psychotherapy. Don't let that scare you away. This is actually really good advice for anybody. I honestly think anybody should, anybody and everyone should take this advice when it comes to dealing with negative emotions, negative thoughts, things like that. Again, comedy can be a really depressing road. Here's some tools to kind of help you navigate these weak moments and negative emotions. Again, this is the rational emotive behavior therapy. And this should help you in these weak moments that we tend to have as comics. So a little bit about me. I actually suffer from situational depression. It's an actual thing. So I was diagnosed with it a long time ago. And what happens, what that means is I'm usually pretty happy-go-lucky. I'm usually, you know, smiles, laughter. My profession is comedian, so I, I love to make people laugh. I love to have a good time. However, there have been times in life when a depressive episode, a weak moment came and it hit me and usually I have to be careful with them. I have to make sure they don't hit me frequently because when they happen, the lows get really low to the point where I might hurt myself or others. And I guess it's just situational depression for you. You know, the, the highs are great, but the lows, the lows you got to be careful, basically. So I really have to manage myself. I have to manage my health, especially my mental health, to try and to try and make sure that I don't get down, you know, into deep. So REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, REBT, the main core concept is your thoughts. Influence your beliefs. Your beliefs will influence your emotions. And your emotions are what lead to your behavior. Okay, now, when you actually decide to go through it, what they do is they try and make sure that you identify these weak thoughts. And, And there's a whole bunch of irrational thoughts that we get kind of trapped in and start to believe. But it doesn't make them any less irrational. And what we try to do in the REBT model is we identify the irrational thought and we kind of flip it, kind of like a reverse joke structure. So we'll take this irrational thought and we want to flip it into something more rational, something more positive, something less defeating. So in that way, it's kind of cool. It's a, you kind of get to practice your, your reverse joke structure while doing that. And also the other kind of weird thing about this is REBT unintentionally is kind of spiritual. Both the Bible and the Quran mention taking control of your thoughts and submitting them to the Lord or Allah, respectively. So, you know, there's there's a spiritual aspect to it as well. Even spirituality will ask you not to dwell in these, you know, weak thoughts and weak moments. So some of these irrational beliefs, there's actually, there's four of them that are pretty common. And we try to flip them and try and find, you know, like the rational counterpart. One of the core rational beliefs is, you know, demands, the tendency to demand success, fair treatment, 
and respect, for example, I must be treated fairly. I mean, there's, there's demands you can put on yourself that can be healthy, right? The demand to, you know, be physically fit, the demand to eat healthy, the demand to take care of yourself and, and others, you know, the demand to earn a living. Those are all good. However, when you start getting into these defeating modes of like, everybody has to respect me or else, that's an irrational belief. Unfortunately, not everybody has to respect you. Uh, it's nice if they do, but that's not, you know, that's not a requirement in this life. So we try to, we try to, you know, identify the, those thoughts that are saying, am I, am I demanding something from this world? Am I unjustly demanding something from others or myself? And we'll try and, you know, go into, like, for this example, I must be treated fairly. The rational kind of counterpart to that is I may not be treated fairly all the time, and that's okay. I do get respect from the people that matter. So you can see how that kind of just takes away you know, one path of dark thoughts and kind of puts you on another path of, you know, healing, restoration, positivity. Okay, and that's the whole point of RABT is you identify an irrational thought, flip it, and go down the path of rationality. See, another irrational belief that RABT tries to dismantle is awfulizing, the tendency to consider adverse effects as awful or terrible. For example, it's awful when I am disrespected. It's awful when I don't get my parking spot. It's awful when I bomb Right. Uh, let's see, if I wanted to flip, it's awful when I'm disrespected. Again, it's more along the lines of, you know, is that statement actually true? And it may, it may hurt a little bit, but it's not the worst thing in the world. It's nothing you can't deal with. It, it, hopefully it's something that, you know, you know how to deal with in a positive way. So you may not always be respected. And when you do get disrespected, it's uncomfortable, but it's nothing you can't overcome. You know what I'm saying? So that would be kind of like the rational counterpart I would try to do with that. And again, it, just saying this out loud, I can feel a weight coming off of me uh, because I'm not tempted to go down this darker path or these heavy emotions and dwelling on these heavy emotions. You know what I'm saying? So right, let's go on. There's, there's actually four of these that they try and dismantle. So number three is the low frustration tolerance, the belief that one cannot stand or tolerate adversity. For example, I cannot stand being treated unfairly. Low frustration tolerance, kind of, kind of interesting. Like I just, I can't stand it when this happens. I can't stand it when this happens. Or you know, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to explode. Eh, hold on there, just you know, hold your horses there a little bit. That obviously irrational thoughts all the way. With that little conversation I just had with myself, cannot stand being treated unfairly. Rational counterpart with, <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> yes, you absolutely can stand being treated unfairly. Is it? Is it something that we don't that we want to stand? No, but you're more than capable of dealing with that in a healthy and rational manner, right? So low frustration tolerance isn't something that we want to you know dwell on in our MBT. And if we find it creeping in, we're just gonna flip it. You know, I can't stand it when this happens. No, yeah, you can. We're adults. We can flip things. We can we can take control of our thoughts and change them into rational thoughts and go down that path instead. So yes, you can stand. No, it's, it may be uncomfortable, but you're still going to be okay after that. Kind of be the rational counterpart. And then the last kind of irrational belief that our EBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, tries to take away. Depreciation. The belief that one event reflects the person as a whole. When I fail, it shows that I am a complete failure, for example. Sound familiar? Oh, yeah, when you bomb. When you bomb, you get that belief automatically. Like, if I bomb, that means I'm a sucky comedian. Nah, nah, nah. There's plenty of reasons to bomb. 
Maybe you didn't have the energy. Maybe maybe you said them wrong. Maybe your confidence wasn't showing through. Like there's plenty of reasons to bomb. Getting up on stage is accumulation of a hundred different skills. And I'll be the first to admit that I'll beat myself up if I miss one of them. Yeah. If I bomb, yeah, I tend to go down that road of like, why am I doing this? Why am I even in comedy? But you know, to me, there's two bits of advice here. The one that's not the REBT, I'll do that one first. When you bomb, just kind of settle into it, man. Because it's not just you bombing. You're bombing with that audience. So settle into it and just enjoy the fact that you're going to bomb. It's going to come. Just get through it and then listen to the recording and see what you can improve on. As far as the REBT, irrational thought. When I fail, it shows that I am a complete failure. I mean, you got to flip that, man. This doesn't show that you're a complete failure. When you fail, it shows that you need improvement. How about that? Is that a rational thought? Is that better? When you are struggling, it shows that there are things that you can work on to improve. A little bit more rational. Again, I'm not feeling as horrible for bombing now. It's like, oh, this is an opportunity to learn and grow, right? Rationally motivated behavior therapy. We're taking irrational beliefs that may have been ingrained in us since childhood, right? I mean, a lot of this stuff, maybe we've been hearing over and over all our lives, and you just need to take it and capture it, take control of that thought, flip it like a reverse joke structure, and try and find the rational counterpart, and choose to believe in that instead. Yeah, rational emotive behavior therapy, something to definitely Google and look up, because there's a ton of these irrational beliefs that are very common that people have, and you may not automatically have the rational you know, opposite to it. But if you Google rationally motivated behavior therapy, they tend to have a list of rational beliefs and their rational opposites that you can kind of look up and put in your toolbox for mental health. I will tell you that once you start getting into this, it does get a little bit challenging because then you realize like just how many defeating thoughts you've been letting creep into your head. And it can get a little bit overwhelming because you're thinking like, okay, now I have to find the rational counterpart to this and this and this and this and this. And it, and it can get overwhelming because there's so many thoughts you have to overcome. Just take it one at a time. Uh, they're all tools. It's just a tool in your toolbox for mental health, you know, uh, and, and it'll just become, you know, automatic after a while. You won't have that irrational thought coming into your head anymore. It'll be the rational one instead, and then that's how you know you're moving forward with your mental health. Yeah, definitely check out Rationally Motive Behavior Therapy. It's powerful. It's very powerful. It's a, it's a habit I've been trying to form just because, like I said, uh, my situational depression can creep up on me sometimes. And if I'm not careful, it can it can get me in some places I don't want to be in. So rational emotive behavioral therapy definitely has been a tool that has helped me overcome a lot of these weak moments. All right. And I hope it helps you too. I mean, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But if, if this is, you know, hitting a chord with you, definitely check it out. And I think you'll find some improvements in your mental health. I started doing comedy in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, I, you know, I started comedy during the pandemic. Right. And I'm not the only one. There's other people that have, you know, but for the most part, that was my intro to, you know, the comedy world in Colorado. <laughs> Here's the show. Never mind, it's canceled. And, and when I was figuring out that I wanted to write new stuff, I also was kind of in this, having this gratitude moment where I wanted to give a shout out to all the businesses in Greeley, Colorado that have helped kind of nurture or stage stand-up comedy in town. What I'm realizing is we may not have the population to have a sold-out show every time, but there's plenty of fans of stand-up in Greeley. You know, there's, there's people out here that love to go out, you know, have a beer with friends and just laugh. And that's one of my favorite things to do too. And I don't think you should have to drive to Denver to experience that. Okay, we got the Moxie Comedy Showcases, we got Millennium Event Center, we got Syntax Spirits Distillery. I'm about to give you a list of businesses that have helped 
stand-up comedy in Greeley, Colorado. And my hope is that you will go to these businesses and take your money over there and either buy some gift cards or throw, you know, just show them some support in some capacity with these businesses. If anything, to say thank you for letting us do stand-up in your house. Gentry's was one of the first places I ever did stand-up comedy, and they did an open mic on Tuesdays, hosted by Ben Poo. Hi, Ben Poo. Good times. Wonderful musician. One of the more talented musicians that we have come out of Greeley, Colorado. And Ben Poo was hosting an open mic night that was for music, mainly. But he actually let the comics go up there and do six minutes at a time. And, and it may seem like a small thing, but that is huge to comedians. We need that time. And six minutes, and I was, <laughs> I was going up there doing like four or five minutes at a time. I finally got a nice, good six-minute set. The other cool thing about Gentry's was they would have a whole bunch of people from out of state come in. Greeley, Colorado has the corporate offices for JBS. And as a result, we get a lot of, you know, agricultural leaders coming into the city to, you know, talk to the heads of JBS. They tend to stay at the Doubletree more often than not. And Gentry's tends to be the bar that Doubletree recommends. Thank you so much, Doubletree. Because we would get a whole bunch of people from out of state at these open mics. So we'd get a read on our material from not just, you know, really people, but people around the country, which was awesome. So thank you. Gentry, thank you, Ryan Gentry, for your continued support of my comedy and comedy in general. Every time I talk to the guy, the same sentence always comes out of his mouth, and I'm so grateful for it. Whatever you need, Rudy, to get comedy going, I'm on board. And you have no idea the power behind those words to an up-and-coming comic. That support, it means the world to us. So, Ryan Gentry, thank you, thank you so much for allowing us to do comedy at Gentry's Bar for the open mic night. The other place I had a lot of fun doing comedy was the Jaeger Bar. And this is a place in downtown Greeley that's underneath the penalty box. It's known for its karaoke and its dance parties. But man, the space itself looks like a little comedy cellar. Really, really cool. And they have a nice little backdrop from Armando Silva down there. They used to do the open mic there. And I can see why. It's just a fun little room. And I'm hoping maybe we can get, you know, more more seating in there. Just a lot more people to accommodate in there for more comedy shows. Cool thing about the Jaeger is they have New York style pizza down there. It used to be a restaurant before it was a bar. So they still have the kitchen. They have New York style pizza down there. They have pickle shots. They have fun bartenders. They have some arcade games in there. So it's, it's just a nice kind of underground vibe, you know. And I'm really hoping that we can get some comedy going in there again. Again, Ryan Gentry, owner of Gentry's Bar and the Jaeger Bar. Thank you so much, man. You have no idea what that means to us as comics. And I hope your new year is prosperous. The other open mic that I got to say I had the most fun I've ever had. Some of the greatest memories I've had in comedy have come from Patrick's Irish Pub. Downtown Greeley, right on the street of 8th Avenue. They recently took away their stage and put in a kitchen so they can be a restaurant and serve food, which I get. I totally understand and I empathize with you guys during this COVID pandemic. It was heartbreaking to see that stage go away because we did. I did so many jokes up there. I heard Piano Man play the piano up there. I heard Graham Histed rock out on stage up there. I've seen Bed Poo get on top of the bar and jam out up there. I mean, it was just a great atmosphere for their open mic night on Wednesdays. So Patrick's Irish Pub, thank you so much for the memories and I hope that whatever venture you're moving forward with in 2021 that it is successful broken plow brewery used to let us do comedy there and here's the thing about broken plow broken plow has a lot of family that comes in for their dinner shows and the open mic night is usually a dinner show i can't say enough good things about the talent that goes to broken plow brewery as far as musicians go they have some of the best country music you're gonna hear some of the best folk music you're gonna hear just some of the best musicians come out to that stage because it's a fun stage it's a really nice stage they're doing well built it right and in the summer it's really fun because they do it out in the patio they'll do their open mic out in the patio now i was able to get in there and do some sets of comedy with the disclaimer of this is a family place we have children that come in here we would appreciate it if you did a clean set totally fine my material isn't that blue 
in the first place. So I'd get up there, you know, do my man boobs jokes, uh, do my name joke, and everything was fine. Get my laughs and I got to practice. You have to do kind of a call in ahead of time. You can call in at like two o'clock to do this open mic. Last time I called them up, said, hey, my name is Rudy. I'd like to do comedy. And the sweet lady said, I'm sorry, we're not doing comedy here anymore. The last comic that did that screwed it up for us. So we can only assume the last comedian to do Broken Plow Brewery decided to go blue and now they're not going to like comedy. Who knows? Maybe it'll change in the future. Maybe it'll let me do it if I promise to do a clean set. But Broken Plow Brewery, for the times you did let us do comedy there, thank you so much. I love your stage. I love your patio. Hopefully you'll let me come out there and do some jokes for Open Mic sometime soon. 477 Distillery, formerly Tower 56 Distilling. Tower 56 was the first place I ever did comedy and got paid for it. There's a special place in my heart for this spot. Not only because it's one of the best distilleries in Greeley, but because it used to be the old Woolworths. And I used to go in there and get Bazooka Joe bubblegum all the time for like 10 cents. It was a good time. Uh, now it is a distillery. 477 stands for the 477 votes that it took to make Greeley undry again way back when they started voting in the Prohibition era Greeley. Before 7070 Distilling, they would let us do comedy in their distilling room, and it was a good time. They, they have some of the most delicious cocktails I've ever had in my life, so it was, it was a great pleasure to go in there, sip on something delicious, and laugh. So 477 Distilling, thank you so much for all the support of stand-up comedy at your venue. Greeley Hatchet House, as you know, has a pretty cool podcast going for it called the Comics and Bars Throwing Axes Podcast. You may have heard of it. Pretty cool. The guy that, that hosts that, very handsome man named Rudy Garcia. But yeah, Greeley Hatchet House is letting me do a podcast in there. Comics, get at me, man. I know Greeley's a drive, but come on down here. Throw some axes. Let's talk some comedy. Be a good time. Greeley Hatchet House, thank you so much for letting us do comedy podcasts in your house. Highbrow Tap House. Robert Baumgartner, thank you, dude. You've been so good to me in the comedy scene and just so good about and so open about just letting us use your place. Comedy showcases, open mics, some of the best craft beers you're ever going to have in Greeley. Right there on 16th Street in between 9th and 10th Avenue. Highbrow Tap House next to La Petite Bakery. Can't miss it. It's right next to DPDO. Check them out. Go in there. Throw some business at them. They definitely have some of the better chasing beers in the city. And they try and bring in craft brews, you know, from breweries around Colorado. So I know I saw Horse and Dragon in there with some Sad Panda one day. And just uh, a beautiful day that was. So thank you so much, Robert and Highbrow Tap House, for letting us do stand-up at your place. Bulldogs Pub and Grub. West Side. West Side represent. Yeah, Bulldogs Pub and Grub. All the way on the west side over by you by the University High School. They were very generous in letting us do some music showcases there, comedy showcases there. They definitely need your help now more than ever. So make sure you get down there, order some food, get a gift card or something. Uh, the owner, uh, Brandon Bird, very, very good guy. Uh, had some recent challenges with his family. His son had to go through a major surgery. He had Polis's goons came through, took away his license when they were doing that whole compliance thing so get out there throw some money at them it's a good place man probably one of the coolest atmospheres i've ever been in it's all decorated with marble they got life-size silver surfer in there uh, you know the they serve great beers and they serve good food i mean check out bulldogs pub and grub beyond that thank you so much brandon bird for letting us do the comedy and the music showcases that we've done at bulldogs pub and grub there's one that I need to give a shout out to. Syntax, Spirits, and Distillery. Thank you so much. You let Tobias Livingston do his comedy show there. And it's a good time. My, my son is a huge fan of your ginger beer. I know I love your whiskeys. Syntax, Spirits, and Distillery. Just over there on 8th Avenue next to Wildworks. Nice little spot. Been doing some outdoor shows there. Shout out to Tobias Livingston. A good job, sir, keeping that going. And definitely check out their comedy showcases. I hope they'll, in 2019, they're happening in Saturdays. Maybe that'll happen again. And definitely check out Meanderthal Productions to keep up with that. But Syntax Spirits Distillery, thank you so much for letting us do comedy at your house. 
Millennium Event Center decided to kind of join the game in comedy showcases. So they are doing kind of a more traditional show where it's host, feature, headliner. And you can go ahead and get tickets to that, 20 bucks for that. At the Millennium Event Center, you will have a comedy show. And then they will turn the place into a dance club for the after party. So your ticket gets you into some comedy and some drinks and dancing, if that's your thing. Millennium Event Center, right off of 10th Street and 8th Avenue, Greeley, Colorado. Thank you so much for bringing comedy into Greeley. We hope that your quinceañeras are epic and all the parties you throw there bring in lots and lots of cash to you and yours. More than that, thank you so much for letting comedy thrive at Chocasa. A big shout-out I want to give out is to Eli Corliss and the Moxie Theater. And this is more of a personal, like, kind of... It's just more personal and dear to my heart with the Moxie Theater because, you know, it's been, I've had a heck of a time in the pandemic to just find employment. And Eli was one of the only people to give me a chance in Greeley. And so my family thanks you. I thank you for letting me have my humble little security job at the Moxie Theater. But beyond that, I was given the opportunity to host the Moxie Comedy Showcase there, kind of stepping into some big shoes to fill, man. Patrick Richardson was killing it. For whatever reason, he's, he's doing his thing in Denver now. He's working on his music. He's working on his stores. And so I had the opportunity to kind of step up and do the Moxie Comedy Showcase, and I've been having a blast, you guys. I've been having so much fun doing this. Booking the show, making people laugh, it's been just a dream come true. So thank you so much, Eli Corliss and the Moxie Theater, for letting us do the Moxie Comedy Showcase at your house. Definitely check out the place, man. The Moxie is probably the coolest venue in Greeley. You know, it's got an upstairs, and it's got a great bar, got a little mezzanine area you can check out, and the stage itself is awesome. I've had so many good memories there of just music, bands, comedy, just a great little theater here in Greeley, Colorado. Obviously, with the lack of live shows, they've been hurting a little bit. Get out there and get some merchandise, man. That Moxie hoodie is probably the most comfortable article of clothing I own. It is the most comfy ever. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I want to wear it all the time, but then I feel bad because I'm wearing it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much. Eli Corliss, Moxie Theater. Get your funds out there. Get some merchandise. Get some gift cards. Buy some advanced tickets. And definitely look forward to the Moxie showcases. We'll get one. Come on, Orange. Come on, Level Orange. So we can do a showcase for you guys on the 8th and the 15th. Thank you. Gentry's Bar, Jaeger Bar, Patrick Cyrus, Broken Plow Brewery, 477 Distillery, Syntax Spirits Distillery, Greeley Hatchet House, Highbrow Tap House, Bulldog Pub and Grub, Millennium Event Center, Moxie Theater. Thank you so much for keeping comedy alive in Greeley, Colorado. All you G-Town citizens, get out there and throw some money at these guys. They definitely deserve it. And they want to make you laugh. And I just, I just can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much, businesses, all you that have supported comedy. I hope 2021 brings just a grand amount of prosperity to you and yours. That's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope 2021 has treated you well so far. Hope it continues to be good enough for you. I hope it's, it's, I hope it's a huge improvement over 2020. Comics and Bars, Sewing Axes will be here every Friday at 11 in the morning. I'll be keeping you updated on all the comedy news for our humble little G-Town. And not to mention trying to keep you updated with the no-co comedy scene. Definitely check out Fort Comedy. Check out Goofin' with Luke Aston. Peace. I was a long, long way from home. And so we talked a little while. Then I shook his hands and I.